I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Arminda Mindy Figueroa on the line, and she is the president and founder over at Latin to Latin Marketing and Communications. Uh, Mindy, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. How are you? Oh my Thank gosh, you. I'm so I'm so happy to have you on this very special episode. Um, so to the audience, uh, this is a special episode because today we're going to be talking with Mindy about um, her upcoming, or excuse me, her released uh, book. Uh, so this is she was chosen for the Business Leaders Volume Two edition of Money Matters, which I'm so proud to have worked on with her and to have published. Um, and her chapter is entitled "An Entrepreneur's Guide to Surviving a Business Implosion." Uh, first, Mindy. Uh, Congratulations for being chosen for the book. I am so thrilled. I am so honored. And thank you, Adam. It's been a pleasure working with you. It's just an amazing uh, experience, and I'm excited. I'm getting a lot of uh, great um, feedback from people and thoughts. So um, I'm really as thrilled as you are to be talking to you today about uh, the chapter and the book. Fantastic. Um, and thank you. Um, so let's see, just to start off, let's go, uh, let's just start with what was your, um, what was your inspiration for really writing this chapter and sharing it? You know, um, we always talk about, uh, when you get different type of books, you always see that everybody's talking about their successes and everybody's talking about what a wonderful, uh, ride they have had and that is awesome. But nobody or very few people take time to reflect and to what have been those peaks and valleys, specifically the valleys where they have made mistakes or they have had some type of challenge or failure and how they have come out of it. So I wanted to really be completely honest with myself out there and share that uh, with the public and, and those that are in the same situation that I was or will be probably in the future again uh, to make me a little bit smarter to help me recalibrate and to hopefully be triumphant uh, again as to how you navigate those those uh, muddy waters. Wow, and um, and I'm glad you said that because I still remember going back to our first conversation and when you pitched me on, on the story and the angle and you told me about what you wanted to write with, I remember my jaw kind of dropping saying, wow, you're going to share that? Like nobody ever wants to share that. I mean, we've all gone through it. Any entrepreneur that's been up or down, if you haven't lost a couple businesses or been up and down, then you're, you're one of the lucky ones. But in most entrepreneurs' journey, I mean, geez, I'm probably, since if I'm counting back since I was a kid, I'm probably on business 20 I don't know um, and thankfully this one's working so I'm not going anywhere so keep buying books if you're listening we're going to do a lot of spoilers and we're going to um, and we're going to get all into the chapter so don't worry there but go buy the book right we want to keep us all in business here but uh, <laughs> um <laughs> So, Mindy, Happy let's to share. Uh, Happy to share. Thank you. Um, just as a precursor to what we go into, first, just give a little bit of an overview before we get into the specifics of the chapter of uh, Latin to Latin marketing and communication, just so people have a context for what we're going to talk about. Absolutely. After many years in the uh, corporate world, I decided to go on my own. I knew this was going to be happening to me at some point or the other because that comes as part of my DNA. 
And I started my business 13 years ago. I'm a sole proprietary minority owned. I moved from New York to Florida and I uh, started consulting with various different companies. And uh, our focus is uh, uh, marketing and communication solutions to companies that want to engage with the Latino market and other ethnic markets. And that's how Latin to Latin marketing started in 2007. And uh, we have been very fortunate to work with amazing clients, everything from a startup, a one-person operation, all the way to a billion-dollar company. And mostly in verticals such as healthcare, uh, higher education, and uh, multi multimedia, and many other uh, businesses that we've been able to touch in the last uh, almost 13 years that we've been working. So that's basically the essence of Latin to Latin marketing. That's awesome. And let's talk about, let's, I mean, let's just start with, and you go through all this in the chapter, so for everybody listening, the whole, uh, I, I kind of want to take you through an outline, so to speak, or just a, uh, an overview of what Mindy's chapter was about, Entrepreneur's uh, Guide to Surviving a Business Implosion. So to, uh, so to do it justice, I guess we'd have to start with, let's talk about some of your early success and some of the things you talk about in the chapter, please. Well, as I mentioned in the chapter, you know, you've got to go back. Sometimes these moments of truth, you have to go back and do a, sort of a soul searching and you start where you came from. And, and I was born and raised in Puerto Rico and, and my family and my grandparents, they come from a, a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, my grandparents never finished high school, but they uh, put their savings and angel uh, that supported them and started a gas station. And with that, they... they I saw with my own eyes how they moved up the ladder and how they were able to put their two sons, my dad and my uncle, through college. And uh, I used to pump um, gas when I was a child, and I saw how the whole ecosystem worked in terms of serv servicing a, a, you know, a, a customer and all the way to seeing the benefits of that. So for me, it was a matter of when I was going to be a, a, an, uh, an entrepreneur. And through my college, actually, through my high school, actually, I started, you know, selling from Avon, Amway, anything you can think of. I start, started a business with a friend of mine and uh, that we went to uh, New York City, bought uh, clothes from, from 7th Avenue, and uh, went back to Puerto Rico and, and sold to our friends. And that was like a mini boutique that we had in my mom's uh, uh, library. So all my life, I was doing some type of uh, business, and it, it, I knew I wanted to have my own business at one point, but I also knew that I needed to have uh, to garner enough experience in corporate America. So that's when I moved to New York and start, started working in corporate America with Anheuser Busch, Verizon, uh, Univision, and many other companies until I decided to go on my own 13 years ago, and, and, and that was my first dream come true, if you will. That's amazing, and let's so let's get right into because um, I, I mean you, you you were just starting this business and you I mean you did well so let's talk about that because we we have to talk about how well you did it um, as you as you mentioned <laughs> in the book in order for us to paint the picture of what happened next I I know it may sound like you're bragging or it may sound like but just to be honest it's in the chapter so they, the listeners need to hear it so how well did you do it to start out <laughs> you know I it started really really great I mean uh, when I when I decided to go on my own I felt that, you know, I pay my dues, I work corporate America, I learn uh, the way to do uh, things in corporate America that I could apply and at the same time have a little bit of flexibility and, and, and create a lifestyle kind of business. And, and I tell 
my team. For me, this was about creating the environment where people, we have flexibility, I have to, when to come to the office, when, where to work from, and do all these type of great things. But I wanted to make sure that, uh, that uh, I gain, garner all that information, uh, all, that, all that experience. So when I, I did it on my own, uh, it was going to be great. Uh, I started working uh, literally immediately uh, with Scholastic as one of my clients. And then from there, you know, it just, this is in the middle of, of the economic meltdown. So I started in 2007, and then all of a sudden in 2008, the market went down. So I, it was starting from zero, right? So mm-hmm. everything that go, went up was going to be great. <laughs> so we were like, okay, whatever it takes, you know, we, you know, we roll up our sleeves. We are flexible. People in my team were very flexible with the circumstances. And, you know, if they couldn't, if we couldn't afford to have a full-time position, they, you know, we took uh, part-time positions. But I never let people be on a, on a limb I, in terms of, I said, you know, this is what I can offer. Uh, it's better than having no, no, no uh, job, but mm-hmm. let's go through this. So we started rough. Let's put it that way. But all, so anything that we were looking at is like we're going to go up, right? So we had, if you look at, at my you know, chart, you will see the growth, exponential growth year after year. And, of course, you know, when you're a consultant firm, you're the only one who's, uh, that is, uh, you know, uh, paying for the bills. You don't, have, you don't have big names behind you, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So you, it's a conservative growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, through that period, one of the things that you start looking at is like, okay, you want to be the $1 million mark. And that was almost kind of my, one of my goals. You know, I wanted to go mm-hmm. to that level and say I made it. And, and I did. <laughs> and I did double. <laughs> and it was great. It was a great feeling. It's a feeling of euphoria, a feeling of, of uh, you, know, uh, you know, I took this from nothing and, and we made it happen. And, and all this time I had amazing people working with me flexible, uh, intelligent, uh, uh, more smarter than me, and that were putting a lot of hard work into the whole thing. But what they liked about it, Adam, was the fact that they were, they had this family feeling. We will come in and we'll talk about it. We would, we would be very sincere. This is what's happening. I was being very transparent with my team. This is what's happening. We lost a client. You know, in, in the advertising and marketing or any consulting firm, it, you you go by the number of clients that you have at the moment, and you scale up and scale down. Mm-hmm. But we always had a core team, and they were amazing team. Um, and then you know, obviously, we we kind of exploded uh, overnight, and that I think is where uh, my my issues came in, and that's what I talk in, in the book. So you want to go into it? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's. Uh, so this is how I want to frame the uh, the turn because I don't want because um, we're not going to spoil all of them. But let's say okay. that there was that there was a turn and there was a lot of turmoil and things got rough if rough if not bad, um, uh, if not really bad. And what I want to get into is um, which you talk about, of course, in detail in the in the uh, in the chapter. What I want to do is cover um, a, just a couple of points that you hire because you do pretty methodically go. through through each mistake that you that you made during that time, um, the first thing I want to go the first one I want to go through is actually the first one you share. So it was um, it was my and I'll just read it verbatim. So my first mistake was not having a complete succession plan. Can you talk a little bit about that, please? 
Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I think in, that that um, um, you need to understand. You need. I need to groom the next person. I, I'm not going to be doing this the rest of my life. There's no way I'm going to do this. Um, I want to do other stuff. There are more exciting stuff out there that I want to explore. That I have. A, that I need to learn, and so forth. So uh, at that particular moment, you know. I was concentrated on growing the business and, and making sure I had the right team and so forth, but I didn't spend the time to really set apart and to groom the individual that will take care of running the business if I was uh, focusing on other areas. And uh, I, ha- I made a, a very quick um, decision to put one of the people that was with me for three years who technically, you know, the person knew what all the, the technical aspects of the business and, and the person was, felt that she was committed to, to the, to the, uh, to the, uh, to the organization. However, there was other elements that were lacking, maturity, management, management skills, and looking at the bigger picture. So I, I put him in a position that, um, was too fast, too furious, and it failed. It failed. Even though I, Hire so I have someone that was dedicated to the person to on a day-to-day basis for coaching, etc. But uh, I, I think it, at, at the end, it's also about the attitude of the individual, if they're and the makeup, if they're if this is for them or not. And you know, I accept uh, the mistake, and and um, and I had to now take a different uh, different uh, point of view. You know, now I have someone that is a more mature person that has the skills, that have the maturity, and that uh, we're we're rolling our slips and we're moving this business forward in another direction. That's awesome. Um, and let's, uh, that, so that was the first one you list. We're going to skip to number four. We're going to leave some of those other ones out. See, li- little interviewers trick, you want those in, you want those in between <laughs> ones, you're probably going to have to go buy the book, huh? Um, let's, skip to the, <laughs> let's skip to the fourth one. Um, my fourth mistake was that my micro and macro visions were not balanced. Tell me a little bit more about that, please. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's a couple of things that start going through your head. I mean, first of all, you start thinking, oh, shoot, I made it. I proved myself. Not only I, I hit the mark, but I double it. And I, you know, uh, now I'm obviously flying all over the place because we have a big client or we're going to different places. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the leaders in, in, in that business. And um, and I'm I'm really not paying attention to back in the office because I'm assuming that I have a person that is running the day-to-day uh, who was doing it and everything's under control. Uh, so I wasn't listening to the clues of what the, you know, the sporadic back and forth when I visited the, uh, the office in terms of uh, what people were, the morale, what people were saying. Uh, some people were saying, we miss having you around. And I was like, oh, you're fine, you know, et cetera. But I think also, uh, you know, I was also thinking, oh, my God, now I'm going to grow. I'm going to take the business. Uh, I'm going to open another office in another geographic location. So, and I did. And I focused on that. And, uh, you know, and, and it was like I was trying to jump or to leap too soon rather than taking each of the moments into, into small little steps and making sure that the core team and the back office was handled and still had the core values that I set and that I formed over 10 years and that, um, and that they were not shattered. Unfortunately, I didn't pay attention to that. 
And and believe me, the process that I went through when I when I saw uh, the the duplicity of people, when I saw you know the the kind of pettiness that happened in the office uh, with rumors that I didn't I didn't squash when they need to be squashed, or I didn't fire the people that I need to fire when when they told me this person is not working. I always wanted to give them a benefit of the doubt. I should have just done that that moment and and taken care of and and I would have never have to go through what I went through. But there's a reason why things happen in a certain way, right? Absolutely. Um, and so now you also um, you also give some really good, well thought out and your actual life, you know, the tips and some of the steps that you went through to, you know, come back and reevaluate and to really, um, I guess I'll take from the first one, regroup um, your word from the first one. Let's, uh, let's go through one or two of those. So um, let's start with um, the, the first tip you give, which is regroup with family. Um, how did that help you? You know, this was the most, um, it was a very tough time emotionally, physically, uh, intellectually, going all at the same time. Uh, I would wake up and I felt I was in days because one thing after the other, one let down after the other uh, was coming. It was like I, I didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel, literally, uh, because every day was a fire drill. It was a, a fire that I have to put down and, and fix something that somebody had done. Uh, and and there wasn't they didn't allow me to be the entrepreneur and to be the business person taking the business to forward to grow it forward or to I needed to rectify it and and make things uh, rather um, fixing I was the fixer at that moment so I went back to my family you know from my spouse to my uh, mother and dad and my two sisters these people were there for me every single day. They were worried about me, about my mental being, about everything. I was losing, losing weight, which I still need to do. <laughs> but um, I, I was in a, in, a, in a situation that I needed to hear their, hear their opinions uh, every day. And these are people that also are in, uh, they're entrepreneurs themselves or corporate people. So they were giving me amazing, amazing advice constantly. And I remember my dad uh, has said, this is, what you know this happened to us and look at me look at me I, how many times i have failed and i'm still standing and i'm here and uh, that for me was like okay it, it, it's, that's true but you know what it was adam i was afraid of um a failure i was afraid of being told oh you're a fake or you're a failure or something and you know it takes a lot of courage for someone to say that that's your biggest fear and i'm saying this publicly here and uh, but that was the main driver that was paralyzing me and once I said you know forget it who cares this is who I am and this is what it is if you don't like it you can go someplace you know what I'm saying so I I was able to move on but that was a that was a big plus for me the family and being able to talk to them and uh, really um, open my soul and my heart and be completely vulnerable and naked, um, you know, about my feelings, about how I needed, I felt and how I needed to take my business forward in a different direction. That's awesome. 
Um, and so to the uh, to the listeners, uh, Mindy goes through many more of the steps and things that helped her on her turnaround. But this is my cliffhanger, so uh, our, our time for today is about is about up. But um, that being said, Mindy, I really appreciate your um, your contribution to the book and your chapter, an Entrepreneur's Guide to Surviving a Business Implosion, which was an amazing addition to the second volume of Money Matters um, Business Leader edition so thank you for that contribution and to the audience as always uh, thank you for tuning in I hope you got a lot of value out of this if you did don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave me a review do all those great things we do to support our podcasters I really do appreciate it and uh, Mindy thank you again for everything you do